previously on Planet Arcana. The party finds themselves with three passes to the Solmazate Estate Equinox Party, courtesy of Teaspoon. But before they go, they can't help but stay at the Opera House long enough to discover who this year's secret performer is. Hint, he's limp, but motivational. Alas, there is no teleportation circle at the Luminous Opera House, so the party, adopting the monikers Vodka Cran, Lukewarm, and Night E4, head off to their final destination, the Solmazate Estate. At the party, a number of intriguing interactions occur. Crater is approached by an amorous admirer, then goes neck deep into a sweaty conversation with estate owner and party host Bonbon Vibrato Solmazate and his platonic artistic partner Patricia Tremolo. Meanwhile, Celestine chats with a helpful Uncle Edict, who promises him he will help Celestine identify the locations seen in his flashback. For her part, Riot manages to track Teaspoon as she floats about the party, first with Lux Booker the Creationist, then the esteemed lozenge, then finally a private and concerning chat in a quiet corner of the courtyard. Increasingly on edge, our heroes regroup and head into the castle proper to find Garbazine. There, Crater finds a historic axe, and Celestine finds a trap door that, for all intents and purposes, Riot should have found, but somehow did not. Their speculation is interrupted by a smash, as Crater's emotions get the best of him, and he loses control. Right as Garbazine emerges from the trapdoor, right as they hear footsteps approaching from around the corner, right in the middle of the Solmazate Equinox party, shall we? I can hear you. I am listening. you, my dearest darling. I miss the clockwork. The neon. The networks. Oh, these metropolises. These, these burdened, desolate biomes. Oh, the fun and games we have planned. But always with the promise that we are on a blinding path of success. You will be tried. You will be compromised. I repeat, we've been compromised. But do not despair. You will see the world. You will know planet Arcana. You will find All it takes is a friend. All it takes is perseverance. All it takes is a little sweat. All it takes is a key. It's minutes after you were forced to leave the place where it happened. Onto the cold street, you blearily wander, disoriented and trying to figure out exactly where you are. It's a particularly cold day, with a sharp wind that cuts right through you. The cold feels almost easier to handle than it has in the past, and you're having a hard time deciding if it's because you're numb or running warm. What's the first thing you do in this moment? I feel around myself and pat myself down. I don't feel quite right. 
feels like there's a hole in me, but I can't put my finger on it. I would look at my pip and see if I had any missed messages from my bosses. There's probably about 40 missed calls, a bunch of emails and some texts from them asking where I have been. We skip ahead a bit, maybe a couple of weeks. You're on the job, working a task you've worked a thousand times. What's the job and what happens here? You see me working in the back room with some dusty old warehouse. There's a stupid amount of rat on the table in front of me, which I neatly place into separate packages, hundreds at a time. I've done this thousands of times. It's a nice, tedious task where you're able to zone out. During this, I kind of get lost in thoughts. I keep recalling waking up after that night, how I felt. I felt helpless. These thoughts just keep repeating and repeating in my head as I'm doing this work, faster and faster, until I slip out of it. I notice that 30 minutes have passed, and as I look around the room, everything is destroyed. Tables are flipped, rat is all over the floor, and I just can't seem to recall what happened. I grab a broom and quietly clean this up before anyone walks in and notices. You're good at what you do, and work stays steady. Jobs keep the body active, and it's a welcome relief from being alone with your thoughts with your emotions. But working becomes more difficult and you're finding it harder and harder to keep yourself together. Hey, when you do your boulder, boulder take, take this guy. Hey, boulder's, boulder's out of like a new sector. What's, what's the matter with you, Boulder? Take it easy, Boulder. Get, Get it together, together boulder. 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 We skip ahead. It's been maybe most of a year. You're having a conversation with an old friend. Look, buddy, I mean, I know this is, you know, this seems bad, but you could take this as an opportunity to... To reinvent yourself, no? I mean, I look behind your eyes these days and I just don't see the passion that used to be there. You you seem tired, you know? I am tired. I've been doing this for so long now and I can't do this anymore. Well, what kind of life waits for you in your golden years if you stay here, my friend? <laughs> That's a good point. I got, what, three years left at most? Oh, come on, buddy. <laughs> Ten, uh, ten, dix ans minimum. Come on now. You don't know, you, you may not be golden boy right now, but you have built up a lot of goodwill, and, uh, you know, I, perhaps this is a chance to disappear, you know, take a new name, reinvent yourself, spend your golden years taking rat and looking at the sunset. It is, but this is the only life I've ever really known. If there is one thing I have learned in life, is that it is never too late to start over and become someone new. That, that does sound lovely. Well, pourquoi pas? We skip ahead again. At the end of that year, we find you working a job. Another job that changed everything. How does this job end? I've been on edge for quite some time now. I was playing backup for a pretty high-profile deal where the job was just to stand in the corner and look big. We've dealt with these guys plenty of times before and trusted them, so it was just a formality. I wasn't entirely sure what set me off that day. I think one of their guys just had a passing glance at me and I just snapped. Next thing I knew, I was on top of them, punching with full force. It took nearly everyone in the room to get me off of them. When I came up, I was unsure if I killed him or not. The bosses were pissed. Needless to say, that crew never worked with us again. No, 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 no,
Boulder packs his bag after just being informed he's to be sent to Tropo Neo Vega effective immediately. He's thinking about how much has gone wrong over the last year and a bit, how much he's changed. He's not the same person that he has known for over 50 years. The name Boulder doesn't seem to fit anymore. There's an emptiness inside of him as he realizes he's just thrown away a life he's had for as long as he could remember. A piece missing. Deep and hollow. A crater. You set off, away from the frigid north and everything you know. Boulder becomes Crater Wayne. Crater Wayne finds himself in the Phantom Isles. Crater Wayne finds himself looking for a way out. And nearly one year later, Crater Wayne finds himself on one last job. In Tropo Neo Vega. We got the green light. You do this one last job for us at Riscotech Casino and you cut loose officially. No questions asked for the rest of your life. I'll let Riot know. To recap, Crater spots the axe. Celestine spots the trap door. Riot spots nothing. Then several things happen at once. Celestine opens the door. You spot Garbazine on his way to find you. Then you hear Crater behind you, railing against each wall furiously, axe in hand and blind to his own actions. Then he collapses. Celestine, in shock, you turn to Riot only to see that her disguised self is fading and there are footsteps coming. I want you all to roll, except for you, Crater, uh, a perception check. 13. 22. Garbazine rolled a nat 20. Holy (laughs) shit. Nice. All right. Well, you all hear these footsteps coming, and in this, like, fraction of a moment, you can realize that there's only one set. Sorry, from which direction? From, from, like, in the trap door or um, above us? Not from in the trap door. From around the, like, corridor that you're in. From around the corner. And Crater's, like, huddled up in fetal position on the ground, right? Yeah, Crater's, like... We can see Crater from where we are? Yeah, he's behind you. So he's sort of, like, between... Uh, the door and the sound of the footsteps coming. So they'd get to him first, is what you're saying. Yeah. I think that if Celestine sees Crater on the ground, then, like, first instinct is to go over and see what's up with Crater. Absolutely. Like, All right, Garbazine, just hold on one second. Okay, but hurry up. We we have to go now. Yeah, okay, I get it. Crater. <sighs> oh, my God. Crater, buddy. Come on, somebody's coming. Crater, you conscious? I think Crater's conscious. I, I think you see that his eyes are just black at this moment he's just rocking back and forth kind of like he's not there all right seems like crater might be a little bit unreachable right now footsteps are coming what's the plan fuck he's kinetonic do i have any any way to like know what's up with him i don't know like a medicine check or something like that i'll tell you what if you do a medicine check then that's your amount of time before the footsteps reach you so you can do that but that's the consequence uh, Y'all have time to do one thing, I'll say. Or like attempt to do one thing before the footsteps reach you. Can we move him? All right, let's let's try and let's try and drag him. He it's just that he is so big, Ms. Rat. He's so big. <laughs> what if we just move him to the side and I can cast an illusion to make us invisible for a second, maybe. If you think that'll work, I, I will point out that it seems like your vodka crayon disguise is faded. It sure sure is. All right. Fuck. Okay, so the plan is to drag Crater away, and then what spell are you casting, Riot? Uh, minor Illusion. Jay, is that, is that great? Will that have the uh, effect? I was just, yeah, I was wondering, because I can just, like, I was wondering if casting the Illusion, like like a Photoshop type of thing where you, like, where it you can extrapolate 
like the background of the photo, I can kind of like extrapolate the background of the wall that we are against uh, making us kind of pseudo invisible if someone isn't looking for us. I would say because minor illusion is a cantrip, I feel. So I think it might be cool to let you try to roll for it, but you guys have to do a strength check First of all, just yeah. to see if you can lug yeah. crater to where you I need to be. I was afraid of that. Yeah, first step is a, is a strength check. So let's okay. see how that goes, and then we'll go from there. Right. Well, I'm a plus zero. <laughs> I'm a minus one. All right, here we go. Strength check. That is a 19. I got 19, too. Oh, <laughs> my, my friends. <laughs> okay, so you somehow, with adrenaline, managed to, like, drag Crater to, let's say, like, kind of around the side of this statue that he landed in front of. What is Garbazine doing? Okay, he's going to look at you guys, and as you start dragging Crater, he looks at you. Do you want help, or do you want me to hide? Uh, I'd say hide, buddy. Okay, and he goes into the trap door and closes the door so that it's no longer visible. Sick. All right, so that'll happen in the span of, like, three seconds. The footsteps are just about around the corner. Riot, you're going to cast this minor illusion mm -hmm. um, to create, like, I, like a pattern that goes over top of y'all that mimics the wall. Is that the vibe? Yeah, that's the idea. Okay. I would say you'd have to roll an arcana check, and okay. the DC is at least 20. Okay. No. <laughs> 13. Okay, so you're around the corner. Um, you're frantically trying to cast this illusion and it kind of like it flickers and sort of turns you all gray but does not mimic like the actual pattern of the wall and as you're realizing that it hasn't quite had the intended effect the person comes around the corner whose footsteps you heard and it is teaspoon mm. and though she doesn't spot you immediately she starts looking around and like v vodka vodka Yes. Oh my God! She she like jumps, and it's like, what is going on? I heard a. I mean, I saw you guys disappear to inside, and like heard a big crash. What's happened? Oh my God! Are you okay? No, no, he's not okay. What are you guys? Okay, I, I mean, there are definitely going to be other people coming. So I mean, we've got to think fast here. Yeah. Why don't you like go elsewhere and 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 watch for other people coming? Look. I'll do what I can, but you guys have got to get out of here now because it's, well, it's very important to me that you make it out of here. Why? Riot. And she looks over her shoulder for a second and then looks back at you and she seems incredibly nervous and then finally steps forward and takes your hands in hers, leans over into your ear and says, they've got my true name. I need you. Oh, Jesus. Go. Okay, okay. Now you guys have to go, okay? If you don't get out of here, then that's truly my last hope. You have no idea how much... And she, she sort of catches herself and composes herself. And then at this point, you can hear, like, a couple of additional footsteps coming down the hallway. And so she sort of turns to face them and, like, gives you, like, a wave. Okay. Head them off and distract them. We'll, we'll get out of here. Go, go. Okay. Can we get Crater down into the trapdoor? Is that big enough? Yes, the trapdoor is big enough for sure. Before we do, sorry, just really quick, um, can you remind me, is Teaspoon android or human? Human. That's what I thought. It's the they I'm wondering about. Who's the they that has her true name, right? Indeed. But... There's nary a moment to reflect on this <laughs> as the footsteps are approaching and Teaspoon sort of like walks off down the corridor, 
you know, composing herself slightly to to wait for them. And she's sort of like looking nervously over her shoulder and like waving at you. Okay, can we move to drag him and and get Garbazine's attention to come help us? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think Garbazine kind of like was listening. And then when he heard you start to <laughs> drag Crater back, he opens up the door and starts to help pull as well. Okay. So you pull Crater in, and what you see sort of through the trap door is this, like, long set of stone stairs. Um, So it's not very smooth, but you manage to drag him down a few of them and just kind of all huddle uh, as you close the trap door and hear the footsteps round the corner, um, and a couple of voices indicate, you know, shock at the scene that they see before them. There's gouges in the walls, you know, there's Teaspoon standing there wringing her hands, and through the trap door you can hear, Oh my goodness, I am so sorry. I just, you know, I think I might have had one too many drinks, and I came around the corner and it just landed smack dab and <laughs> right into the statue. I am so sorry. You're not going to... I don't want to ruin the party. You're not going to tell anyone, are you? I can fix it up. And, you know, as you hear this conversation going on and, you know, the voices in response seem kind of like dismayed but not panicked uh, as they have their conversation. Oh, my God. One more question. Does Crater still have a hold of that axe? Crater, why don't you tell me? Yeah, I think he kind of just essentially just kind of seized up. So, like, the uh, he's got the axe, like, firmly in both hands right now. He's gripping it very tightly. And we're now down out of sight, right? We're we're in the like trapdoor area. Yeah, yeah. You're you're there's like a long set of stairs going down into the undercastle. Did Riot have any issues seeing the trapdoor? Because I know last time yeah. she wasn't able to see it. Yeah, actually, good point. Let me sort of like take it back to where y'all were dragging Crater in there because, mm-hmm. you know, Riot does have some difficulty and it sort of has to follow. Celestine and Garbazine's movements yeah, yeah, yeah. in order to like go through the door properly because it just seems like floor. Mm. All right. Well, I think that I think that we need to get Crater on his feet. So, all right. I'm going to try to. Can I try and make that medicine check now to see what's up with him? Yeah. That is a dirty twenty. Ooh. Uh, okay. So with a dirty twenty, you see. I think primarily, and Sean. Feel free to step in here if I'm if I say something wrong or if I'm just overstepping. But I think the first thing that you notice is that Crater's eyes are flickering a lot. And as you kind of check around his entire shell, you definitely notice that he's much warmer than he is. And he usually runs pretty warm. I think with a 20 on the medicine check, it's symptoms kind of like a panic attack. And I don't know what how familiar you are celestine with that but i think that as soon as crater started smashing around you all flipped around to watch and you watched him like you watched him lose control as he started to smash into things and smash the axe into things and then he fell over and he looked nervous or potentially scared i don't know that you can pinpoint exactly what is wrong with him but you kind of are gathering that the symptoms are you know, like a panic attack, there seems to be something, yeah, there seems to be something there. Is that enough information, Sean? Do you want me to add any? Do you want to add anything? Uh, I think I think that was perfect, what you said. Okay. Can I open up his boiler and try and use some, a little bit of rat, like smelling salts to get him to snap out of whatever this is? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like cocaine out of a uh, I think with the 20 medicine check, we'll we'll include that in the check. And I think that, that there's no reason why that wouldn't work. I love that. <laughs> All right. Crater, how you feeling? 
I think you see Crater's eyes, uh, like the flicker in Crater's eyes start to slow a little bit. And he looks like he's kind of starting to move now a little bit. I think he's still getting his senses to him, though. But uh, he seems like he's starting to come out of it a little bit. Oh, you had me worried, buddy. Okay. All right. All right. We need to... We need to move. We can talk about what happened later, but uh, but there's people coming, and I think Garbazine's found where we need to be. So can you can you stand? Are we are we still at the the party? With sort of kind of under it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're okay. We we we've got you. We can we can help you get around if you need. I love the idea of like crater. We, we we've got we got crater we're under each arm yeah, and he's yeah, trying he's yeah. leaning on us but we're like way shorter and he's so heavy that we're just like buckling <laughs> under his weight is, is, is there enough room in in here for me to stand up or is it full crouch? oh yeah okay uh in fact let me give you a little description so now that you find yourselves at the bottom of this uh of the steep stone steps down into the undercastle you turn to face a long hallway that stretches before you The undercastle isn't the way you thought it would be. In fact, as you enter through a narrow doorway into cavernous stony halls, you are surprised by the high ceilings, the stained glass frescoes illuminated electrically, and by the roots and trunk of the old growth tree in the courtyard above, very much a crucial element of the undercastle's structural security. And everywhere in this undercastle, water drips gently from above. And though musky, the smell down here is not unpleasant. It's less of a dungeon smell and more like a forgotten cave, a lagoon even, due to the gentle flooding. Hmm. So you kind of take a moment here and just realize that it is just as ornate as above. Wow. Can I just ask Crater, like, internally, like, what impact is it having on you emotionally in this moment, that flashback that you just have? I I don't think Crater's 100% okay. Like, this hasn't happened to him in quite a while now. And he's feeling very, very shook at this moment. I think as he, like, tries to stand, like, his knees are a little bit weak and he's a little bit wobbly getting up. Mm -hmm. He's still a little bit disoriented, but he's starting to realize where he is. And I think then he notices that he's carrying this axe, which he's confused about. Mm -hmm. Can you give me an insight check at disadvantage? Three. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) as you hold on to this axe there's a moment where as you're sort of parsing through all of the things that just happen inside of your head and externally and just kind of collecting yourself you hold on to this axe and as you look at it for a moment it's like all of the sound around you starts to get sucked into it very slowly and it just becomes very very still and very quiet around you and you can hear like the beat of your mechanical heart is kind of like pulsing into your ears. And there's just a moment here where you look at this axe and just feel a connection to it. But you're having a hard time determining what that means or anything past that. Your legacy is my legacy. What was that? Sorry. What'd you say, Crater? I, I think I think the Arcana just spoke to me again right before I blacked out there. Oh, my God. Um. What what did it say? I mean, it it just repeated what it said to me before. Um, your legacy is my legacy. I I don't know what that means, really. Dang it! I mean, I know that Uncle Edict would say that it is a an honor and a privilege to be spoken to by the Arcana, but I just 
wish they would be straight and tell us what they mean. Yeah, they're kind of dicks sometimes, to be honest. <laughs> right you are, Ms. Wright. Dicks indeed. <laughs> uh, all right, well, what's 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 the plan here, guys? Do you feel well enough to go to where Garpazine says the teleportation circle is? I would like to get as far away from here as I can. Okay. So, yes. All right. Well, I'm 95% sure that we're in the right area, so hopefully that provides a little relief also um and he looks at celestine and is just like uh, you know i'm a bit taller if you want to lean on someone i can i can help honestly i mean thank you so much for offering because i was about to fall on my face here. this is <laughs> too much crater buddy you are a big big fella i, I knew it but i now i really know it <laughs> i think garbazine kind of moves it and takes over um, and just like gets into the crook. And I think Garbazine is a pretty big android anyway. And he's uh, kind of like a big stocky cloud android. So he like nestles in and he just waits for you crater to like kind of allow him to help. Like maybe like just waiting for you to put his your arm over him. And as he does, he kind of looks at you. He's just like, I've been there. Yeah, I think crater would look at him apprehensively, but then give in. And yeah, I'd, I'd put an arm around him and lean onto him. And start to walk forward. It's heavy, right? It's like like dense. Like there's so much to him. <laughs> I've had to carry. Hev- uh, never mind. Actually, Crater, as you throw your arm over him, you can feel underneath where your hand is on his skin that everywhere that those tower markings are, they feel really rough and I don't want to say flaky, but like almost like there's, it's almost like that's rusting. And you just kind of notice that as you throw your arm around him, that it's starting to feel like you can tell now that it's looking worse and worse. <laughs> Do these hurt? Uh, it's, it's not so bad. It's fine. <laughs> How about you? How are you feeling? Uh, it's not so bad. <laughs> Listen, uh, I'd love to be able to take our time, but I would be really surprised if it was just a smooth uh, sail to and then through the teleportation circles. I'm just saying, let's keep vigilant here. Yeah, let's let's put as much distance between us and I guess everyone that's looking for us as possible here. As you start to continue through, uh, as mentioned before, this is quite a cavernous area even though it's like done up to look very church-like almost I want to say like the artificial stained glass in here that's illuminated backlit um it just looks very very grand and there are a lot of hallways that lead out from the sort of central chamber that you're in and as you start to walk towards the other side of the room where there's more hallways to go uh Garbazine kind of like dips out from underneath your arm crater and starts like checking each of the walls and then finally he like comes across one he's like okay this way this way and you continue. I'd like everybody to make a perception check for me. That's a nat one on my end. <laughs> 24. 24? Yeah. Oh, dang. Crater also rolled a nat one, which I think Whoa. fits thematically. <laughs> yeah. <so. Yep. laughs> You're so good at thematic rolls. Damn. <laughs> Seriously, how do you do that? Specifically, yeah. thematic low rolls. <laughs> method yes. method rolling that's right yeah. 
Well, I think this makes sense too. Um, Celestine, as you don't have the weight of your friend on your shoulders, you start to push ahead of the group a little bit and just start to take notice of what's coming up. And you notice a little bit down the hallway that Garbazine pointed you down to, to lead you down there, that the roots of the tree that have gathered along the ceiling are quite thick here. Um, and you're still a ways away from it, but you just notice that the, the roots here are kind of hanging down in a very, um, almost like a, almost like a curtain here. Whereas in the rest of the hallways and the rooms that you've been in so far, it's just mostly clung to the ceiling. And here it seems to almost be blocking your path and you're still a bit of a ways from it for now. Uh, but what would you like to do? I guess I'll, um, I'll sort of see how difficult it is to get through them see like what you know like if there's a way to push through the roots okay so you go on ahead a little bit yeah i'll go on ahead a little bit sure so you walk up to the roots and as you walk up to them you hear a rustle from behind them if i hear the rustle from behind them i think i will i'll stop and and double back to the party okay sure I think there's somebody or something there. There's we've got we've got some roots blocking our path. I can't see, but there's mm-hmm. something is down here with us. Did you see anything else, Garbazine? There's markings to show me which way to go, and it says to go down this way. So I I didn't see anything else. I didn't go that far. All right. Well, I think maybe we better be on high alert here. Should I send in a mage hand to go behind the roots to see if that thing will react to it? I think that's a that is a good safe idea. Okay. Still underneath crater's heft my eyes turn black for a second and just like this black smoke turns into a hand formation and kind of like curves its way into the roots and behind it Ooh, so cool very cool i will also mention at this point that i think your disguised self has oh yeah completely faded away yeah so we are seeing riot in all her glory and her eyes turn black and that hand extends out and starts to go towards the roots and <laughs> as it does, as the hand kind of passes through the roots, you just see sort of like a greenish gray hand reach out from behind the roots. And I think it high fives your mage hand. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, now I am truly confused. Who is it? Come out. Like, you're, you're not going to hide from us for very long, so you might as well just come out at this point. As you say that, I think that you see two figures kind of... Um, somersault out, not somersault, that makes it sound very active. They more roll out from behind <laughs> the uh, the roots. There's two of them and they are quite short. They have grayish green skin and they sort of are resting now in a simian posture. They have very long arms and they're balancing both on their fists and their legs. And their faces are of impossibly old human men. They have sharp teeth poking out from behind their lips, and both of them look a little cranky as they look up at you. What the fuck is that? (laughs) Who dares disturb our slumber? Our slumber! Uh, sorry, what are you? What are you? That's so rude! Get out of here, whippersnapper! Get out of here! Listen, we're, we're... In a bit of a tight spot, and I'm sorry to have disturbed your slumber, but um, we really need to maneuver our way out of here. Oh, we were in the middle of a tight nap. A very <laughs> tight nap, indeed. <laughs> and you say you need to get somewhere through this corridor? No, can't allow it. What do we have to do? What can we do for you in order for you to let us pass? Oh, 
What can I do for us? What can I? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not kissing anybody. They go into a huddle together, and you just hear like, super bored. And as they break the huddle, they come out and they say, "Well, there is one thing. It's a phase favorite activity. What? What's that? Truth or dare? Truth or dare? Truth or dare? Oh my goodness, no! Jesus Christ! We demand it. <sighs> okay. Celestine casts Charm Person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cast it as a second at a second level to try and target both of them. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, what's the save on it? Wisdom save. DC 15. They both have plus zero, so... Okay, okay. <laughs> Mine got a three. I got a 16. Okay, so I've got one on my side. <laughs> oh, just let them pass. Come on, look at these what? little whippersnappers. Off to no good. When was the last time you played Truth or Dare? Well, you know, we could play it between us. Look at their faces. Look at that little cowboy mug. It's just like my grandchild. Well, that is, uh, that's, that is a very kind compliment. You, you, uh, you look beautiful yourself, and, uh, I really do appreciate you all just, uh, uh, being kind enough to let us through without any fuss, and so if there's nothing else, uh, we will just be going, and let's try to push past them. Make a persuasion check. Eight. (laughs) (laughs) I... I don't understand why you're being like this. We've been waiting to play truth or dare for so long. No, one truth or dare. Just one. It would be nice to have one. They don't invite us up for the Borealis. We have to stay down here in guard. Fine. One truth. One? Verbal contract. One. Ooh, truth, truth, truth. Okay, truth. Sure. What is... Your most embarrassing crush. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, well, um, I mean, it's kind of... He's right, if you don't say scavenge, I'm going to be very surprised. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually actually good on that one. Uh, That's been... Okay, so my most embarrassing crush is... It's something that I can never act on because they absolutely hate my guts um, and think that we're stalking them but there's this waiter who's always working wherever we go I just can't get her out of my head it, it's it's because she she negs us so constantly isn't that uh, right oh my god she just like wants nothing to do with me and I love it tell us more yeah, her name is Bitters she doesn't give a fuck about anything <laughs> And uh, yeah, I never get I never get caught up on people because people always want something to do with me, and it's like shocking and like exhilarating that she doesn't. So there, I said it. Happy? Oh, very embarrassing. I'm, never be able to do anything with it. I'm gonna tell. Oh, I'm gonna tell. <laughs> Can we get past now? It's very embarrassing for me. I tell you what. One more. (laughs) One more, yes. No, that is not the agreement we made. Okay, but understand that I'm presenting a new agreement. (laughs) New agreement. One more, and I shall give you a gift. What kind of gift? You have have to tell us. Not the gift. I, I thought, no, is this not the right time to give the gift? Well, 
If they earn it, I suppose. Okay, but it's got to be a really steamy one. It has to be so juicy it drips down my chin like a peach. That is some disturbing imagery. (laughs) The one who promised the gift reaches into a pouch and pulls out very, very quickly. It looks like a uh, medallion um, that's on a long chain. And he like flashes it at you and then puts it back in his pocket. And then he's just like, there, I've shown you the gift. And it has rare properties. The rarest. (sighs) All right, let's do this. Yeah, I I want the thing. Yes. I'll take it. Ask me a question. Go ahead. You want truth or you want dare? I've got nothing to hide. By all means, ask me a a question. (sighs) What is something you wouldn't want your maker to know? Oh, shoot. I think this hit Celestine harder than he was expecting. In that moment, I think he kind of like, kind of like slumps a little bit and looks down at his feet and, and is just like, uh, I don't, I think I've done a lot of things in the last short while that I would not, I would not be proud to tell my maker. But, uh, golly, if I had to, if I had to pick one, Celestine turns to Riot and Crater and says, I want you to know that I, I'm not ashamed to, to be your friend, nor, nor do I regret any time that I've spent with you, but I cannot help but feel that my maker would be sorely disappointed if they, if they knew that I'd become a thief. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's not super uh, uh, great on paper. It, it really is not, and I mean, I do... I, I have been justifying this to myself. I know that one day I will have to account for this both to my maker and, and to myself. But I, I, you know, I know that we've been doing some things to help people and help each other. And uh, at the end of the day, I do know right from wrong. And I know that stealing is wrong. And, and, and yet we've done it a number of times. And I've had my, my fair share of profit off of it. And, and there's no getting around that. I, I've, I'm a thief. I feel like everybody in this life does things that they regret. It's just how you atone for it at the end of the day is what really matters. Like, sure, we do some fucked up things once in a while, but I know you're a good person at the end of the day, Celestine. And acknowledging it and growing from it and atoning for it is honestly, like, the fact that you want to atone at all is half of the battle. I thank you both for that. I, I think I needed to hear that, though I, I know that there's going to be more of this, you know, before whatever we're doing is is done. And I, I'm going to need to find a way to be okay with not just what I've done, but I suppose what I, I'm going to do. Well, I mean, at this point, our quest is a fairly noble one as far as saving people from... At least 50% noble. I believe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. And what is what is your quest? Where are you going? No, 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 no. You asked a question. I gave you a truthful answer and it didn't feel very good. Now I'd like to be on my way. I understand. I just thought we were going to be friends. I mean, you stopped by where we live and I thought we were just going to hang out for a bit. You are our new best friends, but unfortunately we have to go. It was a pleasure to meet you. We'll have that medallion. Thank you. That got really personal. Geezer, teaser, are you pleased? Geezer, weezer, I've <laughs> never been more satisfied in all my years as a fae. Okay, here you go. And he tosses over the, the medallion. One of you might recognize this as a medallion of thoughts. And basically how this works is that while you're attuned to it, you can cast detect thoughts at will as many times per day as it has charges. 
Cool. Wow. That's that'll come in Sick. real handy. Real. So I do assume you will be coming back to visit. We live in these roots. Oh, you know it. Absolutely. <laughs> Friends forever. Make a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> that was genuine. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, the least convincing thing Riot's ever said. <laughs> okay, make a persuasion check. <laughs> No, it was deception, I think, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, whatever cool. you want. Okay, uh, so that is that is 24. Oh, my God. Oh, I'll put out my finest backgammon game. <laughs> and my A535, and we'll have a real time. <sighs> hey, do you have any extra in that? Not unless you want to play us again. Well, it'll cost you another question. No, no okay, yeah. It's, no, it's, not, it's not worth it. Yeah, no, it's no, we're good. It. Don't worry. Next time. Truth we'll dare next for time. A535. <laughs> <laughs> It's now become like a like a very boring retirement community where everybody's oh just like, all right, what have you got any up? I, I got some old Worthers. I've got some A535. Who wants it's, to play Truth or Dare? It's Faye 535. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Uh, Rub Faye 535. Well, hard to say. They both have a very sad look on their face as they move away. They do look uh, particularly lonely. Which, you know, catches all of your eye. Uh, but you're you're on a mission. You're busy. They they get it. Maybe they don't. Maybe they do. Who knows? But um, they do, with a lonely look, roll backwards into the roots. And as they reach the roots, you notice they kind of, like, start to shrink and change form so that they can become the roots, basically. Oh. So you watch this sort of disgusting transformation as they roll back into it and then become the curtains that you now must walk through. I, I want to go through the curtains on the side that that is made up of the one that I charmed successfully. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> one of the roots gives you a pat in the head as you go by. <laughs> yeah. So wait, are they the tree? Or are they just fae that are kind of part of the root system? Make an arcana check. Um, what's my... Oh, um, 16. So you have a knowledge of fae. Maybe you like picked it up in the museum when you were walking through, but a lot of fae just have an ability to um, kind of transport or move their way through plants and natural objects. Mm. Um, so what this looks like is just these fae uh, moving to potentially a different location through the tree. Okay, cool. It's not like a granddad tree situation. <laughs> it's hard to tell from under here, but at least they aren't the granddad itself. Okay, sick. Hmm. <laughs> All right, I guess we lug this uh, big lug through the roots. That was a lot easier than trying to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> like last time. Yeah, agree. I think we just learned to always pick truth. Yeah. Tough. You're not forced to make it with a fucking frog. <laughs> to be fair, these two are a lot less annoying. That's true. Yes. <laughs> So you continue through another hallway. A few more times it forks and everybody takes a second as Garbazine kind of like ducks out from under Crater's arm and checks to find whatever he's looking for, leads you down a few more hallways. Uh, Crater, how are you feeling at this point? I, I think I'm... I think I'm starting to feel a little bit better. It's probably been what, like an hour at this point? 45 minutes to an hour, I would say that you've been you've been downstairs. Okay. Yeah, I think I think he's starting to get his energy back a little bit. Like he still he still feels a little fucked up, but he's I think he's like officially calmed down now. Is there like a trick, like a mental or emotional or even physical trick that you use to like get yourself out of these states from like, you know, the past couple years, maybe. I think I use a trick that my uh, like 
an old friend showed me back in mid moss where if I'm ever feeling such a way, I'm just kind of looking around and clocking things that I can see. So I can be like boulder, bush, root, and just keep going back and forth. Just like I'm grounding myself essentially. Oh, that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. That's like literally science. Hey there, folks. This is Peter, and I play your favorite three-year-old cowboy on Planet Arcana. I'm sorry to interrupt what I'm sure was some very witty banter, but I wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening and to tell you about our Patreon. If you like what our little podcast is doing and you want to keep hearing more from us, consider letting us know by heading on over to patreon.com slash planetarcana and supporting us on your choice of three different Patreon membership levels. At $3 a month, we have the Page of Cups tier, which gets you our undying appreciation, as well as the knowledge that we think you're really smart and that that shirt looks great on you. Next, we have the Knight of Swords tier at $5 a month, which gets you not only our love and admiration, but also access to ad-free episodes of Planet Arcana, one-day early access to episodes, and access to digital downloads of additional episode content like the really awesome original music written for the show. Finally, if you're feeling riot-level cool, there's our Queen of Pentacles tier at $10 a month. This gets you everything from the previous tiers, as well as access to our monthly after-podcast, Recharge, where we talk about the events of the previous two episodes of the show, as well as whatever other nonsense we feel like talking about. It's really a great time, and we would love to have you join us. After all, the more patrons we have, the more we can focus on fun stuff like merch and eventually more bonus content. If you don't feel like you can commit to a monthly subscription, not to worry. We've got a coffee account where you can toss us a one-time tip to let us know you like the show. And of course, if it's not a good time to lend us your support financially, we totally understand. Everyone can help us out by rating the show on iTunes, leaving reviews wherever possible, and just generally getting the word out about how much you like the show. All of that is amazingly helpful to us. Again, if you'd like to become a patron, you can visit patreon.com slash planetarcana, or head on over to our website, planetarcana.com, where you can find links to our Patreon and coffee accounts, or you can find us on all of the social media as either at planetarcana or at planetarcanapod. Feel free to drop us a line and let us know you're enjoying what we're doing. So thanks so much for your time. Thanks again to everyone for listening. I'll let you get back to the action now. But remember, folks, we never tell our true friends our true name, but we do tell them about the podcasts we like, right? Right. Can I take Crater aside for a second? Yeah, I think maybe you guys reach a point where like Garbazine's like, okay, I need a minute. And then he starts to like check around and uh, you have a moment here. Okay. Hey, buddy, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah. Yeah. Is everything okay? Yeah. Um, no pressure whatsoever, but so the reason why I developed Scalifaxa is not because of all of these weird symptoms that I'm now getting. I mean, they're awesome. They're awesome kind of like kickbacks of this thing, but like the reason why why I originally wanted to microdose this is because I have, there's properties in it that I believe have helped me just like keep a clear head and like maybe it's like all in my head and maybe it's just like, you know, a placebo effect. But like if you wanted to try some just to like emotionally ground you, you're more than welcome. Uh, But again, totally experimental. Don't even worry about it. I mean... I don't really know what's ahead of us here. If, if you think it'll help. You barely notice it. It's like, you know, a little bit of a 
a shine on your day. That sounds that sounds nice, actually. Okay. And you know, I I, I trust you with my life, so uh, if you if you think it's if you think it'll help, then fuck it. I'll try anything <laughs> once. Uh, I've been your guinea pig already. If that's uh, any <laughs> help, I reach into my uh, my pack and get him a tiny little piece of what looks like a chocolate. Ooh. And just as a reminder, this is the this is the stuff that has started to give Riot some like magical abilities, right? That's right. Yeah. Oh my god, if this is foreshadowing of Crater multiclassing as a sorcerer, I'm so down. <laughs> oh my god. Whoa. <laughs> Holy shit. Wait, uh, uh, Jay, Jay, cut that out of the podcast. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Cool. I will. I willingly eat it. Eat it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know if that's like a lozenge or something. <laughs> Suppository. <Yeah. laughs> oh, you don't put it in your... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I pop it in my mouth. All right. Does, does, does anything happen to me? Not immediately. It takes about okay. a bit. You, won't, you probably won't even notice anything, except for maybe a little bit nicer of a time. What's it taste like? So it's a little chocolate and there's like kind of an earthy undertone like a really smoky almost like a like a dirt or like a mushroom kind of undertone that's really yeah. nice and there's like a little bit of uh, salty flavor as well mm. is, is there an oyster mushroom in this <laughs> close <laughs> it's actually a chaga <laughs> if they exist <laughs> No, they certainly do. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah, it's very good. Mm, That's tasty. Mm -hmm. Mm. Well, right. I I appreciate you looking out for me. Oh, anytime. I'm, you know, here for you if you need. You you just want if you want to talk after all this uh, bullshit is done, like, or even (laughs) in the interim. uh, I'm here for you, buddy. You know, I uh, I love you a lot. I love you too. Yeah. And I think I just grab Ryan and give her a hug. And how how bad are the burns that Riot gets from Oh <laughs> 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 so nice. Sorry, sorry. I know it's worth it. <laughs> uh, honestly, you you make the blisters look good. So oh. I don't know how you do it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> After Riot po- posts her next uh, uh, Pip photo, we're going to start seeing everybody with, like, fashionable blisters painted on everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. going to start a new thing. <laughs> Celestine, are you doing anything in this time? There's You don't have to, but just checking in. I think I'm, like, pointedly not talking to Garbage. Okay, fair enough. Like, it, th- th- that's the, you know, that that would be the obvious sort of thing. You know, there's we're, we're off by ourselves, but I, I don't think he's striking up a conversation with Garbazine. I think he's giving him a little side eye and that's about it. I think Garbazine every once in a while tries to start some casual conversation. And I think I just start like, like you know, just like whistling a tune and just like walk away a little bit, you know, wander away. Like I didn't quite hear him because I just started whistling. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, nasty. Vicious. <laughs> the group regroups and Garbazine uh, points out the way once again. And you start to go through uh, another hallway, same as all of the previous ones. Um, This one's a little bit longer, though, and it has less branching off paths. And you walk for maybe 10 or so minutes down this hallway, which isn't that long, but it's like the longest straight hallway that you've walked down. And finally, this one leads to the end of this corridor that doesn't branch off into further hallways. 
the end of this corridor, uh, there are two doors here and Garbazine kind of runs forward and checks and you, actually everyone make a perception check for me. 24. Ooh. That one. Oh, oh good. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, get them out of the way now, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Uh, Critter got a 17, but I think Celestine's taking the lead here. Yeah, for sure. Actually, Crater, I think that you you don't actually notice this, but Celestine, you do. You just notice that in Garbazine's checking around for whatever he's looking for, you watch as his hand lingers a little bit longer uh, in the space between the two doors. And this just tells you that it seems like he has found what he's looking for between the two doors. Oh, wow. And so when that happens, he spins around and looks at you and he's just like, I think this is it. I mean, one of these doors, I, I'm just not sure. It's one of the doors. Yeah, it looks like that. And so, sorry, to, just to be clear, based on the information you just gave me, I, I, I would know that to be a lie. No, no, you, it just like... More, more so. What I was trying to tell you is that, like, you know where the symbol is that he. It seems like he's looking for because he mentioned that he's looking for like you know something. Oh, uh, oh, okay, okay. So it's not like that. Like, there's a hidden thing between the two doors. That's the actual thing. It's like he's correct. trying to decide. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I got you. Sorry. Yeah. No, no. That's I understand. All right. I think Celestine's gonna pick one door, the door on the right, say, and mm-hmm. just kind of put his ear up to it and and see if he can hear anything behind there. Give me a perception check. Eh, 11. So you press your receptacle for hearing up to this door. <laughs> and you take a deep listen. And this one, there's, you just, you're not hearing anything. You're pretty sure that there's nothing to hear is what you're getting from this door. Mm. What should we expect on the other side, Garbazine? What are, are there going to be people there? Are there going to be, it doesn't sound like there's anything behind this one. There. There shouldn't be. Um, there might be two circles. There might be one circle. But as far as what to expect, a circle, <laughs> at least one. Um, but no people. Not as far as I know. I mean, it sounded like you guys met up with Scavenge way after he dumped me in the forest. And so if that's true, then he would have been long gone. And that means that there shouldn't be anyone left behind except for, I guess, me or someone in my situation. All right. Can can I can I put my ear to the other door? Sure. Make another perception check. 13. (laughs) I think that this one, because all of the hallways and all of the rooms that you've been in, you've heard this water dripping. And when you put your ear up to this door, when you hear the water drip, it just sounds like a bigger room. That's what you get from this room is that it seems to be quite a bit larger. The other one, um, you couldn't really tell from your check and it just... There was nothing to there was nothing to even go on that you didn't even hear anything in the other room. So this one sounds a bit bigger, and the other one you're just not sure. All right, folks, we got a big room and maybe a smaller room. I don't, I can't hear if there's anybody waiting for us on the other side. What's everybody's thought? Well, I feel like there's less of a chance of any threats being able to fit in the smaller room, or at least there's fewer. So my inclination would be to try the smaller room first. All right. Garbazine, if you would, please. Uh, he spins around and he tries to open the door and you watch as it's like, it's locked. It's locked. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have this key, don't we? The mystery key. As well as your natural skill set. <laughs> I do. Um, yeah, why don't I try... I'll keep the mystery key. Maybe as a... And I'll try like a like a 
pick the lock first. Sick. Okay. All right. So give us a lock or a thief's tools check. Mm -hmm. So that's dexterity and proficiency. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. 32. 26. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God Okay. I'm going to tell you something right now. When you put your thieves' tools in and start working, the first thing that you think, right, is like, this one is tough. And this one is made specifically tough. And as soon as you realize that, and luckily you did in time, you start to just really be very deliberate with your actions and slowly put the tools in and it all locks into place. And finally, you just hear and it unlocks. And uh, yeah, the room is the room is yours. <sighs> Boy, I really want to tell you that there was <laughs> there was some shit that we had planned for that, and you just rolled like gangbusters <laughs> and avoided it. That DC, holy shit, Garbazine. No offense, yeah, but can you go first? <laughs> yeah, I mean that was awesome. Um, he opens the door slowly, and you all peer into this room ahead of you. The door actually opens out into the hallway with you, and what you see is actually a very, very dark room. Crater, let me ask you something. Mm -hmm. When you run warm, do you emit any light? I think I have said in the past that when I've been raging and when I've used certain abilities that like Mm -hmm. I I glow red and glow white sometimes when I'm like Mm -hmm. super hot. But that's like when I'm raging. Yeah, Um, I'm not raging anymore. So do you think there's any residual from what you just went through? And I'm asking because it would be cool flavor. Okay, then, uh, yeah, I think I think Crater definitely has some residual red glow to him in certain parts of his boiler. Nice. Thank you for that gift. Metal takes a while to cool down. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so what you see as Crater's shell is still emitting a little bit of light from the residual effects of everything that he just went through, and just that red tint Crater that you're glowing, you notice that it's glinting back at you from this room, from a pile specifically, sort of just off to the left in the room. And as you walk in a little further and your eyes start to adjust to the dark, you see that there is a very sizable chunk of gold in here. But beyond that, there's even more small and round tokens, it looks like. And it's too dark in here to see what they are. Is there any like torches on the wall or anything like that? Any sort of anything that 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 yeah. could be lit, yeah? Yeah, sure. All right, well, I'll go grab a torch and, and use Druidcraft to light it up and, and take a better look at those tokens. That's beautiful. So you do that, and now as you walk into this, uh, this is like one of the only rooms that you've been in that doesn't have those backlit uh, fake stained glass windows, and so it's very dark in here. And when you bring in that torch and you shine it upon everything that's in here, the only thing that's in here, in fact, is, like I said, a huge pile of money and then an even massiver pile of Riscotech Risco brand chips. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, my stars. What in the world? Huh. This seems sketchy. I don't, I don't trust this. Uh, can I, can I like throw a rock at the pile of <laughs> chips? <laughs> sure. <laughs> bing, 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 bing. It like slowly bounces off of them. Uh, a, a few piles fall over. Well, this is curious, but it's not a teleportation circle. I mean, we we know that Mesmera had some some connection to Riscotech. Is is she stealing from Riscotech? Is she, I don't know, embezzling from Riscotech? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to take some pictures of this 
on my receipt. Oh, fuck. that is tasty. Oh my Whoa, god. Holy fuck. That's what we get for introducing a handheld camera. <laughs> Damn right. That was my exact thought. Awesome. <laughs> Riot, what are you taking pictures of? <laughs> Ten episodes later. Uh, I'm taking pictures of the two piles. Uh before I pocket some. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, so like I said, there is just straight money here. It's a large pile, but relatively a small pile compared to the piles of chips. Hear me out. I feel like we could probably, like this is dirty money, right? I feel like we can probably just grab some and nobody will notice. And also fuck whoever's taking this money, right? I would agree with Ms. Riot here. I, I honestly, as much as I, I feel conflicted about the thievery issue here, I feel like this is probably already stolen money and therefore does not count toward our 50% evil. Yeah. We're like Robohood. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It, no, I love that. That's no, don't ever no, apologize that was, for yeah. Oh my God, that's uh, great. <laughs> and if this money is from Riscotech, which I think is a fair assumption, then I know for a fact that this is insured. So oh, it sure yoink. is. <laughs> All right, we're pocketing. Are you taking just money, or are you taking money and chips? Can I can I take a, a can I examine one of these chips to see if there's anything different about it versus the Riscotech chips that we had when we were there? Uh, yeah, make uh make an Arcana check. Ooh. 14. You, uh, maybe you had one still on your person and you compared them and they look identical. All right. I feel like we should take at least one for evidence. No argument here. Yeah. But do we take more than one? I, don't, I still have 1,500 chips on me from, yeah. <laughs> from, from, from Riscotech. So like, well, I'm not sure that we're going to be welcome back at Riscotech anytime soon. Sure, so perhaps. <laughs> well, let's grab the one uh, and then... Get our gold and get the fuck out of this room. I love that plan. Hey, hey, Garbazine, you want some gold? Yes. Holy shit. Yes. <laughs> I kind of want to take one of these chips. I don't know why. I just think it's cool. Yeah. Fill you. Fill your boots, bud. What? Tell me exactly what you're taking. I'd say like a substantial amount of the gold, but not all. Okay. Well, let me tell you this. There's 5,000 gold. Whoa. Let's, let's take 2,500. Yeah. So how? 50%. 50%. 50%, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Code of ethics. Yeah, that, that's on brand for us. Absolutely. I love that. Love it. I'm worried this is going to like peter into my real life. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 50%. 100%. All right. So 2,500 split four ways is 625 each. Well, hold on now. We're taking 50%. We're taking... 2500 amongst the three of us garbazine can take whatever he wants yeah right i mean i'm not unless garbazine is all of a sudden a member of the group i don't know whatever and celestine just turns around and walks out of the room <laughs> no, no, no. Celestine, no. Oh. hey 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 buddy i think this is this is actually an important lesson here if somebody is helping out on a job we can't screw them over and I, I know it's, it got it off. We got off on the wrong foot, but Garbazine has been part of this job. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, he's been part of this job, just like I was part of the job from the very beginning, but you didn't see fit to trust me with all of the information. And this fellow over here, well, he was Scavenge's best buddy five minutes ago, but I guess we trust him with unicorn horns and gold and to not lead us directly to Scavenge. I don't know. I don't know how to do this, Crater. I don't know what you want from me. You know, I was a fairly trusting fellow when you met me. You know that better than anybody but i don't since we've been doing this it's been all like don't tell anybody anything and don't use your real name and don't talk to cops and i don't know how am i supposed to know who to trust and what to what to do and when it seems like you just trust i well i don't know you just feels like you're treating him with more respect than you treated me i think crater looks like looks really hurt by that I, i don't know what to say to that Look, Crater, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. All right, I do. But can you tell me honestly that you you truly believe that he's not going to just sell us to Scavenge to get back in Scavenge's good graces? Or heck, to get another dose of whatever it was that Scavenge was pumping him full of? Might not even be his fault or his choice. Look, Celestine, I, I don't know if we ever if we ever really fully hashed out what happened with Riscotech. And I... You're right. What we did to you was really shitty. And I understand that you're hurt by that and we need to work through that. But the matter of fact is, I don't know if we can trust Garbazine. No offense. Um, I get it. But this is our only this is our only option at this moment. And if he leads us to Scavenge and it's a trap, well, that's kind of what we're looking for anyways, right? We want to find Scavenge. So. And our best bet here is to offer an option that's better than what Scavenge can offer, you know? And I think, you know, lending a bit of kindness to Garbazine is a good thing. I think I think there's good in there. And I don't... I think you're right, Creator. I don't think we really had a, a debrief after Riscotech. And, and I know I was the one to tell you, Celestine, about the lie that we told. And I'm truly sorry. It was something that seemed necessary at the time before we really knew your true nature and what an incredible heart you really are. And I I, I really hate to say this, but I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know you at that time either and I just knew that you were this young impressionable kid and I wasn't sure whether you were right for this like I didn't know if I would I didn't know if I wanted to be that kind of influence on you and I realize that's fucked up for me to say now because look where we are (laughs) but at the time that was true let me just ask you this were you ever gonna tell me that you kept stuff back from me if those frogs didn't trick you into doing it probably not All right. (laughs) All right, then. That's how it is. Well, I suppose we got some business to take care of, shall we? Carpazine, I'm going to hold on to your money just for just for now. Okay. Yeah, cool. Um, Okay. Yeah. So we'll take like 3000 gold and three three chips. Yeah. Okay. And you, and you know what? I'll dump the 1500 chips that I have on me from Risco Tech just onto this pile just to make it look worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take another little snap. Wow. 
That's awesome. I think Celestine looks at Garbazine and says, you get paid when the job is done. That's how these things work. Well, here's hoping we actually make it through and complete this job. I think I'm going to like sidle up to Crater and speak really quietly being like, you know, he really is cut out for this stuff. Yeah, honestly, he's better at this than he even knows. Kind of proud. But fuck. <laughs> you okay? It's 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 been a day. We'll um we'll sort this out when we get a minute, okay? Promise. Yeah. Okay, should we go to the other <laughs> other door? Try our luck. Yeah, uh sorry, and everyone gets eight hundred and thirty three gold pieces. <laughs> See it. Do one of you two want to take this uh, medallion of thoughts and put it in your inventory? I I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I was thinking riots are real good, real good candidate for that. I'm so scared you have that. <laughs> Should be. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I think it's, I think it's perfect for you because you're the one who's like, like you, you are the face of the party. You're going to be the one interrogating people. Yeah. So like, well, and like if somebody's going to see someone's thoughts, I would trust Riot the most to kind of like interpret that information and get course. the most out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Aw, thank you. It does require attunement, which just means you have to sit with it for an hour before it works. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, okay. just just so you know. Okay. So you gather up all your chips, uh, or rather, all of your gold and a few chips. And exit this room, and there's but one door remaining. And from what Celestine heard, it sounds like a big room. But other than that, you're not sure exactly what lies beyond. Let's get her done. Are you you fools ready to fight? <laughs> you know it. I can't believe you fucking unlocked that door so easily. <laughs> <laughs> there was, oh my god, rogues uh, are so good. So yeah. good. We'll uh, we'll talk about what would have happened in the recharge center oh, to our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, such a good plug! Damn. <laughs> okay, are you just opening the door? You guys, do you want to like what? Tell me what you'd like to do here. I think Celestine, who's like already kind of vacated the smaller room, uh, I'm just gonna gently try the door to kind of get a feel if it's locked. Okay. Uh, yeah, you like give it a very gentle uh, twist of the knob, and this one is in fact not locked. All right, I'm not gonna open it. I'll just, I'll wave over Garbazine. Yeah. He wordlessly walks over to you. He still looks very uncomfortable and like he absolutely does not know what he's supposed to be doing in this situation. Open the door. After you. Okay. And he goes to open it. And right before he does, he turns to you, Celestine, and kind of like looks like he wants to say something and pretty quickly decides against it and then slowly opens the door and just creaks it open a little bit so that you can all just see in. Um, From the side of the door, you can see that it opens up and leads into uh, an unlikely cathedral-like room, much more cathedral-like than the ones that you've been in previously. This one has wooden pew-like stairs, a large backlit glass fresco, and before it, a lectern. Between the pews and lecterns, It looks like there would be space there for teleportation circles, but you simply can't see that far or over the pews from this angle. So would you like to go in? Uh, Is there anything you'd like to do? Can we roll one of the coins in across the floor? Ooh. Ooh, that's so tasty. I love it. Absolutely. Okay. One of your coins or one of the, one of the, um. I'd say one of the coins because it's sparkly. Fair enough. Yeah. You roll a coin into the room. And there's a couple steps into it, so it kind of like boom, 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 down the stairs and then keeps rolling underneath the pews and further in. And as that happens, you actually hear something from the very edge of the room, the other end of the room from where you're looking in. And it's a voice, or rather it's two. Shh, quiet. Did you hear that? 
Uh, I'm afraid I didn't. There's somebody here. Quiet, quiet. And they fall to a hush. Is that Harley High Stakes? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Th- they already know we're here. Already, I'm, just... I'm gonna walk on in. Just like full like riot in all of her grace and gloriousness. <laughs> yeah, I think Okay. Yeah, I'll go in. Should I go in alone and then just wash my back? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we'll be right here, Ms. Riot, on the other side of this this doorway. Before before you do that, and Garbazine turns to you, Riot, why don't I sneak in? I can go around the side. Yeah, yeah, that would be helpful. Okay. Uh, Garbazine gets real low, and I'm going to roll a stealth check for him. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> so is this room like a cathedral in that there is like some light shining through? Like, you know how you'd go into like kind of an abandoned old church and there's like a stained glass window where there's like one stream of light hitting the middle with like dust falling through the lights there absolutely is it is still that artificial light but it is they seem to have programmed it to uh be eternally sunset (laughs) so there's always (laughs) dust passing through that beam of light beautiful i'm gonna step into that light and say whoever's in there you can come on out i don't bite much Ooh. In response, you hear, oh, oh for good. <laughs> I was really, really hoping to run into you again someday, Riot. <laughs> and it is indeed Harley High Stakes, accompanied by a very sad-looking boy, Baccarat, who goes, oh. Oh, God. How did boy Baccarat <laughs> get stuck on the run with Harley High Stakes? Just his luck. <laughs> Just the worst fucking luck. You told him to go out in the road. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Harley. Riot. Pleasure to see you here. Well, I do wish that I could say it was a pleasure like last time, but you rather screwed me. I screwed you. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Just because the cameras were off inside, don't think I don't know who sped away from the city in that ladybird. Sure, but like... I feel like there's a little bit, there's, there are more factors at work to <laughs> your situation than just uh, what went on with us, you know? I think there were some odds were stacked against you. I don't think we're entirely at fault. <laughs> oh, indeed. Yes, there were more factors to consider. For example, did you know that the high stakes have, for 25 generations, been designed specifically to work at Riscotech Casino? And did you know that your little heist cost me my job and did you now know that i have nothing to live for well aside from vengeance of course and boy bakra's like oh. listen all i'm saying is that uh i think we were a catalyst sure uh but uh I don't know if there was any way that you were going to be able to keep your job. Oh, do tell. You seem to have so much knowledge about the inner workings of Riscotech. Uh, I don't know. I don't really think there's any reasoning with you right now. That's all I can say. You know, it's well, easy to put your blame in uh, someone and hold a grudge. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> yes, you're quite correct. No, I'm afraid there is no reasoning with me right now. In fact, and uh, and she wheels on over to the circle that is drawn on the ground and scuffs one of them badly with her wheel. So you see, right? I think the other two are too far away to see. They're two big circular shapes on either side of the cathedral, and they look like they have been drawn in with what looks like chalk on the ground. In each of the circles is a symbol that flows through them that looks very arcane. It looks like two half circles that are connected by a stream, complex looking sigils lining the edges. One circle has an arrow pointing to the middle of it, and one has the arrow pointing out of it. And the one that Harley has just scuffed up is the one with the arrow pointing in. Make an arcana check at this point. Okay. And while you do that, Celestine and Crater, what are you doing? We've gotta get ready to get physical. I think we're about to fight here. Crater and I just kind of like share a look and for the moment everything is to the side because we've got some work to do here and we just kind of like share a look, have a nod, get ready. Okay, my arcana check was 21. Ooh. You would know then that the one with the arrow pointing in is in, the one with the arrow pointing out is out. Because the thing about teleportation circles is that they're one way. You all knew that you were going in to find a teleportation circle, but there seems to be an additional one that has an in. So Harley came out of one and she scuffed up the one that you need to go through to get out. Does that make sense? Yeah, so we're going to the in, like the entrance basically, to whatever this is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to bluff a little bit here and be like, oh, good for you. You just scuffed the thing. It would be a shame if I just used some chalk and like fixed it. Roll me a... (laughs) What is it? Deception? What do you think, Jay? I would let intimidation roll here. Oh, yes. I always forget about that. Roll me the intimidate. Ooh. Okay. 26. Oh my god. (laughs) Holy shit. Fuck. I have plus 8 intimidation. That's why we're rolling shit on history rolls last time. You're saving it for this shit. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Alright. Harley, like, narrows her eyes at you. (gasps) That's a very, very good point. You are sneaky, aren't you? Well, in that case, perhaps I just should take my vengeance on you first, Riot. Make sure there's nothing left behind that could use the chalk. (laughs) Can I just take a shot? Oh, I'm so glad to see that you came, Riot. A party just isn't a party without MC Harley High Stakes. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody needs to roll initiative. Fuck yeah. Welcome to your big win. 